Man, I am really late, but um, we're going to do the preview show anyways. It's about an hour until showtime, but I've been busy all week, all day. Um, I haven't even put out the other podcast, so this one might come out and it'd be out of order. Just so you know, this one was recorded after the previous two that I'll probably put out um, before the UFC comes on tonight. But I did want to talk about UFC 284. I have still been paying attention to that, at least. That's the only thing that I have the brain power to pay attention to. Um, UFC 284 being Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. For uh, Volk to be the champ champ and Islam just to have a super fight. He's defending the 155 and Volk is going up to try and take 155 but uh in result of that we do have another great fight on the car which is the co-main which is yair rodriguez versus josh emmett for the i, I want to say the interim uh interim featherweight championship which i know yair rodriguez has had a long history of being in the ufc being out the ufc being injured not being injured you know that whole deal and Josh Hamm is just a firecracker of a a striker, so that'll be a a good fight to watch. Um I will say since this card is in um Australia, right? Yeah, in Perth. I don't know many people on the main card. The card before that or the fight before that, Justin Taffa versus Parker Porter. I couldn't tell you who Parker Porter is, to be honest with you. I know um, Justin Taffa because he's pretty cool. <laughs> like, and I think uh, he had knocked out, yeah, Harry Hunsucker, he had knocked out uh, his last opponent inside of two minutes in the first round, and it was wild. So he he's similar, uh, if if you're a casual, he's similar to Tai Tuivaso. He's cool. He's... F- from Australia, I want to say. I know Australia, New Zealand, yeah. Brisbane, New South Wales. And he likes to fight. Let me see. Jimmy Crute is also on here. Jimmy Crute. Oh, man. His last two losses, Anthony Smith and Jamal Hill. Well, you know what? Those are the last two people that could have challenged for the light heavyweight title. So I don't think that's a bad crowd to be a part of. Um, And then the other... Tyson Pedro, Mustekis, Buskakis. I am not familiar with them either. The Baltic Gladiator. Maybe I need to do some more research, you know. But uh, anyways, I'm going to talk about uh, Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky and Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. So we all know Islam is Khabib's protege. Uh, Basically... Same career path as Khabib, only he has a one loss where he got a TKO'd because he wasn't really paying attention. So currently, Islam is 23-1 and one, um, with that one loss. But after that, Chris Wade, Nick Lentz, Gleason Tebow, Kajan Johnson, Armand Sarukian, Davey Ramos, Drew Dover, Thiago Moises, Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, and Charles Oliveira, which he make look like fools. Um, 
when he beat Charles Oliveira, it kind of made him look like he had never been the champ before. Islam kind of beat him on the feet and ended up submitting him on the ground. And it was a quick tap, too. It wasn't like Charles tried to escape. He really, as soon as he turned over for the arm in triangle, he was like, uh-uh, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he tapped. But, you know, he's, I would say he is a more polished striker than Khabib is. But Khabib is so far out of this world in grappling. Like, I don't see a reason why he would need to grapple any more than he did. Um, but with Islam, Islam is kind of a mix between both. He has really good grappling and he has to have a tight squeeze for Charles Oliveira to tap so fast. But it it's clearly not on Khabib's level. But he is a more complete fighter. Again, I would say Khabib's one thing is so far out of this world compared to a lot of other fighters that he can kind of get away with not being such a polished striker and having ultimate ground game. Now, Islam, he's the mix in between. He has great striking, but he's also very good on the ground. So we can see where this fight goes, and we already know... Volkanovski is a great, great striker. Same thing with him. Only one loss. Is he also? Okay, so he's 25-1. and one. Beat Max Holloway uh, three times. I think he took the title off of him. Did he? Yeah. Let's see. Man, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm put on the spot, I really can't remember. That was 2019. Yes, he took the title from him. Uh, the second fight was closer, but the third fight was pretty unanimous. He beat Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega almost popped his head off, but you can show or you can see how tough Volkanovski is. And then uh, he fought the Korean Zombie, which, you know, I think the UFC just kind of did a solid for a Korean Zombie. I don't think he deserved to fight Volkanovski for the title then. Um, I mean, he's one of my favorite fighters, me being Korean, Korean zombie, and then he had his military service and all that. He's really cool. Um, but I don't think he was ever good enough to fight at that level, at least not that late in his career. Maybe a lot earlier when he got the twister, the first twister in the UFC history. But... After that, he kind of was just, you know, great fighter. Wasn't going to win the title. Um, but could put on entertaining fights. He wasn't going to be that guy. Uh, but let's see. Who's he fought? Chad Mendez, Darren Elkins, Shane Young, Jose Aldo, Max Holloway three times, Brian Ortega, Chen Sung Jun. So he has a good history of... TKO, decision, decision, TKO, decision, TKO. Yeah, he, so he's he's not scared. Obviously, we know he's a striker. Former rugby player. Uh, weighed over 200 pounds. Now fights at 145. Moving up to 155 to challenge for the belt. This will be an interesting fight. On the, on the one hand, he is way shorter than um, Islam. 
Islam is 510 to Alex is 56. So off the bat, we have that kind of discrepancy. And will that make a difference? I don't know. Because Islam, let me see his reach. Because that's where it gets kind of squirrely. Because Islam has a 70.5 reach being 510, but Alexander has a 71.5 inch reach and uh, one inch reach advantage. So it's not like Islam can just shoot in and try to get him on the ground. He has to kind of deal with him on the outside because Alex will dart in and attack. He's not necessarily trying to lull you to sleep. Islam is neither, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because if, you know, again, Alex is a, a contender to be a featherweight goat and Islam could possibly become a lightweight goat, but he hasn't been in a striking match with a guy like Alex and Alex hasn't been in a wrestling match or a grappling match with someone like Islam. So it'll be interesting to see if Alex's in-and-out dart style either helps him out so he doesn't get taken down, or does he stay on the outside for too long and it doesn't really pan out? Because uh, obviously Brian Ortega got him on the ground and almost choked him out. But I know Islam has to be better. In theory, Islam is better at grappling than Brian Ortega is. Uh, because that's what all they did in Dagestan. But, you know, I'm biased on this one. I think Islam wins because he's bigger. And I don't know if Alex can handle that kind of ground game. I'm not sure. I mean... In an interview earlier this week, uh, I didn't know that Alex was a wrestling champion in Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember which one he said, but uh, <laughs> he was on with DC and Islam goes, Hey, you guys don't have wrestling, brother. I <laughs> All I do is wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. <laughs> but I do got Islam winning this. Um I really can't say by how, though. I don't know if it's going to be a submission. I don't think it's going to be a knockout because it's going to take a bunch to uh, knock uh, Volkanovski out, especially if he's not a power puncher, which I don't think. uh, I don't think Islam is a power puncher at all, but we'll see. You know, Islam probably by decision. Uh, submission in round three at best because I don't think I I think they're gonna have enough energy coming out and maybe by the third round uh, Alex theoretically can't deal with their top pressure or the wrestling the chain wrestling by Islam and kind of gets lulled into a submission um, that he doesn't see because uh Islam's grappling is a little bit more advanced than Alex's wrestling. So I'm going to go with Islam. Round three, submission or decision. And then the next... uh, I'm saying a lot today. 
featherweight uh interim back man you can you can tell I'm tired today <laughs> I had to go to the emergency vet last night one of my dogs got a big cut and I was busy all day dealing with stuff with my truck and work you know regular people problems so I didn't get to sit down and kind of like write my notes out for this one. I was pretty busy. And when we got back home, it was around 11 o'clock. So I didn't, 11 p.m. And I didn't want to uh, stay up any longer writing notes. So featherweight interim championship, Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Now Yair has had an up and down career, right? He starts off in the UFC real good. Wins a lot of fights, notably beating BJ Penn. Obviously, BJ Penn was going kind of on the slide, but he uh, he ended up winning. He loses to Frankie Edgar due to a doctor stoppage. I don't remember why. Let me see. Yair versus Frankie Edgar. Because Frankie just retired. And I don't think... Oh, I was at this fight. <laughs> I was at this fight. So he probably wasn't as big yet. He was just getting into fighting. Yep. Saturday night in Dallas, American Airlines. And I was there. Oh, yeah. Shut his eye. Okay. That's why. Shut his eye. So it technically was a finish. Dr. Stoppage. And then he beats Korean Zombie. Then there's a no contest with Jeremy Stevens because there was an eye poke, um, which was unfortunate. But then he beats Jeremy Stevens the very next fight. But yeah, then Yair loses to Max Holloway. So I think that after this fight, Max got that third fight with Volkanovski. But it was just a striking match. And I think Yair had been out for, yeah, for two years. And he just tried to come back and gave Max... A run for his money, but Max's boxing was just a little bit too much. And then he beats uh, Yair beats Brian Ortega, pulling his shoulder out on the ABC car, which was, you know, you don't want to see that. And in my eyes, he was going for a shoulder submission anyway. So if you get your shoulder pulled out of socket, you kind of got submitted, right? It doesn't... uh. It doesn't mean anything different. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, a little bit of break. Well, I mean, you guys didn't hear the break, but my dogs wanted to come in. And then Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett has been on a, a good tear as of late. He beat Calvin Cater, Dan Ige, Shane Burgos, Mishart, Bektik, and Michael Johnson. Weirdly lost to Jeremy Stevens, but you know how being in MMA goes. You're always one shot away. Especially an elbow. If you get hit by an elbow, that's pretty dangerous in general. Especially for a UFC fighter, right? You don't want to get hit by elbows. Um, but he's a brawler. He loves to, to get in there and fight. I think that last one, he was in Austin, actually. I kind of wanted to go, but I didn't want to drive four hours <laughs> down the road. Um but it made Calvin Cater look like uh, he might want to reassess his weight class. Because I think he went down for that one. I think he's usually at 155 and then he moved down 
or yeah, he's usually at 155 and then wanted to move down to 145 and be healthier. Let me see. I might be thinking of something else. They're all from Australia. Let's see. Hoinato Moicano. Oops. Did not mean to click that. View play by play. Alright, I guess he's been in Featherweight for a long time. I might be confusing him with someone else. But he's been on a win, loss, win, loss. I think, yeah, his last one was uh, that knee injury. I don't, And you could tell he was injured in the first round. I don't know why he wanted to come out in the second round. Again, I'm going to reiterate it enough. I don't see a reason to be a tough guy. In the UFC, you're already tough by being in the UFC fighting somebody for a living. Because you remember, this is just a job. It's not necessarily anything above a job. Entertainment, sure. Uh, Great test of skill, I don't doubt it. But it is still someone's job, you know. And we got to remember that. If you can't perform your job, you can't do it in the future. So if you have a knee problem, especially if it is actually compromising you, don't go out and and try to keep the fight going. And see where it goes. You're not going to come back from that. I always hate to see when uh, fighters sustain some injury that is debilitating but can't. But keep going out there, and they clearly can't win. Like TJ Dillashaw with the shoulder, um, him with the knee, anybody that has an like an elbow or breaking the arm. I just, I don't, I'll never understand it. Maybe that's why I've never been <laughs> a professional fighter. But I, you know, I won't understand it. But in this fight, I do have Yair winning. Uh, I think he's just more of a dynamic striker. Than Josh. I know Josh likes to brawl him and make it a little bit messy and throw people off. I think Yair's a def- refined enough striker to where he might have the upper hand on Josh Emmett because I wouldn't say Josh Emmett's style is too crazy. He also had Yair also has about a five inch height advantage and a one inch reach advantage. So we'll see. And I think that's all the fights I'm going to talk about because I don't know the rest of the card enough. But we're going to start, the main card starts with Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. Now, I loosely know both of these. Alonzo Menafield's pretty cool. I like him as a fighter. Fairly new to the UFC. Let's see, Dana White Contender Series 2018, UFC 250 in 2020. So he's about three years into UFC. Let's see, four and three in his last seven fights. Last two fights being Misha Serkinov and Askar Askar Mozarov. I can't say I know either of those fighters. Askar doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. But... Misha Serkinov, he's a pretty decent fighter. Uh, 
I think he went. He started off in the UFC knocking people out. Oh man, he has had a bad run as of late. So he might. That might not be a good indicator of how Manafield is doing because Misha has won. Or has lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of his last nine. Uh, and that's not very good. But Misha, at one point, I remember, was doing real good. I mean, it must have been that Elon Kutalaba and Akita Krilov. And I was like, man, he's doing well. Because those two at the time were kind of feared a little bit. But solid start to his career so far. And Jimmy Crute. Let's see his page. Jimmy Crute. I really have, have never looked him up. He lost Jamal Hill and lost Anthony Smith. Respectfully. Oh, because he lost to Misha Serkinov. So, hmm. The only common opponent they have is Misha. And he's lost to him. I actually handed him his first loss. And he's finding Menafield. So this could be a great fight. Mm, I would say... I want to go with Alonzo Menafield on that one. Let's see. Next fight up. Justin Taffa versus Parker Porter. Let me look up Parker Porter's record real quick. Lost to Jelton Almeida. One against Alan Bodo. Chase Sherman. Josh Parisian. Chris, lost to Chris Dawkins. Uh, when he joined the UFC. So he, he opened with a loss and his last fight was a loss. So he's two and three in his last fight, or three and two in his last five fights. But his most recent fight being a submission loss and his first fight being a loss via TKO. But both of those were in the first round. But he, he, it seems like he has some conditioning. So if he can make it to the third round, he can probably enact his game plan and. Try to make uh, Justin Toffa work for it. Now, Justin Toffa, let's see his record real quick. I know I'm doing a lot of clicking, but like I said, I didn't do a whole lot of research for this one because I was busy. Uh, same, no, no, two and three, or two, yeah, two and three in his first five fights in the UFC. Uh, and he is the opposite. So if he get you out it's usually in the first round and he's lost he lost his debut in the first round but his two other losses were three round fights where he lost a decision so another good matchup there it's a matchup of who can knock out who first um i think it's going to be a firefight if it's not a firefight, it's going to be one of the bo- most boring fights on the card. And uh, But I got Justin. So let's see. Who do my picks so far are? Alonzo Menafield, Justin Taffa, and let's see. Jack De La, Jack De La Maddalena versus Randy Brown. I am not familiar with either of these fellows. Okay, let's see. Maddalena, Danny Roberts. Ramazan Emiv, Pete Rodriguez. Oh, so this is his fourth fight in the UFC after the Contender Series. He's won all his fights. 
lost his first two fights back way back in 2016. But after that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen fight win streak. Good in his favor. Let's see. Randy Brown. How are you, sir? Randy Brown. Rude Boy. Francisco Trinaldo. Kalen Williams. Jerry Gooden. Alex Oliveira. Vincente Luque was a loss. TKO knees and punches in the second round. Worley Alves. Brian Barberina. So he's had an up and down kind of career. He's beaten... Great guys. He's lost to some good guys. But his last four recent fights have been wins. Three decisions and one submission. Let me go back to Jack Madalena. TKO, TKO, TKO. Decision, KO, TKO, TKO. So he is going to go for the finish. So I say if Jack doesn't get him out in two rounds, I think Randy might be able to submit him in the third round. <sighs> with that being said, I think I'm going to have to go with Jack because he is more dynamic, it seems like, as a an offensive person. So my picks for tonight will Alonzo Menafield, Justin Taffa, Jack Della, Madalena, Yair Rodriguez and Islam Mahachev. I'll put this on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Be on the lookout for it. It's ten minutes till the card is starting because uh, you know I'm about, I'm on the prelim game for sure. I haven't even started cooking the food, uh, but it's, I'm gonna have a good time. Tomorrow's the Super Bowl. I hope they both lose somehow because I'm not a fan of either. <laughs> But I'll see you guys at the fights, all right? Don't work too hard. Get you a cold one. Uh, Get some food and relax. It's Saturday. It's fight day. Peace.